Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Barry Jones, a three-time national champ at Alabama, proud ECS grad. He is... Uh, Dialed back his regular ESPN duties in favor of joining us pretty regularly throughout the college football season. We're so grateful for that. He joins us now. Barrett, what's up, man? Well, I like that assumptive close right there, and I also like how you, you just made it seem like I quit ESPN so I could be on the show more. That's exactly That's right. That's exactly right. You know, it's, I'm all, not, it's all about Marino I'm not sure marketing. That was a huge factor in me and my wife's discussion, but. Uh, but yeah, all right. It's a fringe benefit, right? I mean, it just it just is fringe fringe bennies, no doubt. Uh, that was that was no way to treat your guests this weekend. Bit rude there from Nick Saban, I thought. Yeah, business as usual. You know, I I think uh, I think getting into the game. Obviously, we knew Alabama was going to be good. Um, how good is still up for debate. But one thing that I I was really looking for was just who the playmakers going to be. I was trying to figure out who Bryce Young was going to throw the ball to. I knew they had a lot of different guys, and I, I think even the uh, most avid guys at, at practice really had no clue uh, who was really going to be catching the ball out there like consistently. I, I think we you know, knew like about six guys that might be out there. I think a ton of people expected Ja'Cory Brooks, the guy who made some plays uh, in that Auburn game last year, to sort of be one of the featured guys. He was early out there. So, uh, yeah, there was uh, Treshawn Holden uh, as well as Kobe Prentice that both made some plays, and, uh, some, some guys starting to emerge as potential playmakers. So we'll see if that holds the rest of the year. But I do think that was a, a piece of the puzzle that was answered for Alabama and a big question mark for me because I do think they're really good and, and really, really good on defense, as good as they've been on defense in quite a while, uh, obviously led by Will Anderson, who I think is uh, probably going to be the number one overall pick uh, next spring. What what do you, in terms of that defense, and I'm with you, in terms of Will and the, the, the difference maker he is, what's it going to look like this week, you think, against this Texas team that's got some offense? They bring in some guys offensively, including the, the running back, Bijan Robinson. Um, what do you think happens this week? I, I saw a discussion between Stephen A. and Feinbaum where, of course, Stephen A. said, well, Alabama's going to roll. Feinbaum says, hold on, uh, that maybe at least that, that Texas can keep up. What do you think? Can the Longhorns keep up this weekend? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I do think that uh, there's still some question marks at corner for Alabama. They weren't really challenged in that first game, and there's some guys that don't have a ton of experience that are playing there, and so uh, that's definitely a question. You know, obviously, if 
facing a, a really good rushing attack. We'll see how they stand up to that. I think they'll stand up pretty well to that if that's, uh, because I, I, B. John Robinson, he's, he's definitely a stud, but that, I still have some questions about that Texas offensive line. They sure. uh, really, really struggled last year. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch their game. Uh, I don't remember who they played. Somebody not that good. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to need to see some major improvement uh, if they want to get B. John Robinson going against a, a quality front like Alabama. So I do think it'll be a good test. I, I have a lot of respect for Steve Sarkeesian. I think he's a really good play caller. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think play calling is um, is something that is an art form. It's hard to teach someone how to play call. There's just a lot of guys that have a great feel for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Steve Sarkeesian's one of those guys. He really is such a gifted uh, play caller. I, I, I think late in that 2020 Alabama season, I obviously watched a lot of Alabama like that. He, it was poetry in motion watching him uh, where he was comfortable with Mac Jones and obviously the talent he had around him with Devonte Smith and Najee Harris and a lot of other guys. Uh, he just got in such a great rhythm. So I do think he is a truly gifted play caller who obviously will know a lot about the defense he's going up against. So uh, I can see him scores the points. Um, I'm not sure if they have the firepower to really compete with them down the stretch, but I do think it'll be a good test for Alabama uh, early here in the season. Tennessee did get into the AP Top 25 after their blowout win over Ball State. Got a big one, a ranked matchup this weekend against Pittsburgh. The line is Tennessee minus 6.5. Does that feel like a bit of a market overreaction to what we saw from Tennessee against Ball State? I mean, they are at Pitt. Well, it might also be a reaction to the fact that I didn't think Pitt looked that good against just an okay West Virginia team. So, uh, probably a little bit of both, you know. I, you know, you look at these teams. Uh, I've done a little reading about them. You know, Pitt really struggles in their secondary. They're very unproven, and obviously that's where Tennessee uh, can really thrive in this offense. So I think there's definitely reason to believe that Pitt's going to have a lot of trouble containing this passing game. Uh, I'm kind of bullish on this Tennessee team, so I, I think they have a lot of confidence. Which that might sound silly, but man, don't underestimate, especially when you get a bunch of college kids when they start believing in something. That's a big deal, and so uh, I, if you're gonna make, if you'd make me pick that, I'm I'm gonna pick Tennessee to cover. I think uh, I think they're gonna come out and, and really announce themselves here on a national stage as a team that really has made some big strides in the off season uh, and really has a system that works and they believe in. In terms of things out of the SEC that impressed you the most out of out of, out of week one, how high on the list is what Georgia did, you know, to Oregon despite with all those losses? I mean, I, I suppose, and you were one of them that knew, you know, there's a ton of talent there. This can happen. How high was that on the list? How high is what Florida did to Utah? You know, I know it was at home, but uh, they certainly got a got a, a big win to start off the Napier era. What What do you think in terms of what you were most impressed with out of the SEC this weekend? Yeah, it had to be Georgia, honestly. I mean, I, I, I knew they'd be good. I, I picked them to go undefeated, so I knew they'd be right. good uh, undefeated in the regular season. But I didn't expect that. That was an absolute boat racing. Um, you know, and, and I think offensively there was just a, a lot more firepower than we've seen in the past. You know, we're used to kind of seeing Georgia – maybe sputter a little bit out the gate and, and yep. kind of get going and start physically grinding and dominating and teams wearing down at the end of the game. That's not what happened. This game was over by the end of the first quarter. I mean, Georgia just came out and blew the doors off of an Oregon team that has some good pieces to it. So, uh, yeah, I was I was really, really impressed with Georgia. And then just the focus level, too. I mean, uh, obviously it's a long season, but it's tough when you win the national championship. Um now, maybe in a way it's helpful that like so many of those guys are gone because it's almost a completely new cast that maybe now they're saying, hey, it's my turn now. So I was very impressed with just their focus level, how cleanly they played. 
you know, Stetson Bennett looked really good. Um, yep. You know, he's he's a guy that's played a lot of ball now, and uh, I think, you know, what he lacks in maybe physical traits, he makes up for in just uh, comfortability in this offense and knowing how to get the ball, the weapons around him. So, yeah, Georgia's a problem. Uh, there's no doubt. And, uh, man, you would uh, – as good as Alabama is, if you had voted Georgia number one this week after that performance they put on, I, I couldn't have been mad at you because uh, they did a great job. Look, Florida, enormous win. I love Billy Napier. He, he was at Alabama when I was. I think he's going to do a great job there, and that was a great a great start uh, to the era there. Uh, obviously, it wasn't perfect. There's a lot of things to work on. Um, Anthony Richardson's got to get better as a passer, but, man, he sure is fun to watch. Yes, and uh, that was – he made some plays that were – truly jaw-dropping jaw, jaw on that two-point conversion when he uh, spun out, pump fake, all kind of stuff going on, fake jump pass. There's all, all type of craziness. That guy is uh, hes really an unbelievable athlete. It'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy. He's struggled, struggled in the past to stay healthy. He's had stretches where he looked really good uh, but didn't stay healthy for a whole season. So they're going to need him to stay healthy if they want to make some noise. That's kind of a dark horse in the East. But I thought it was a great start to the Billy Napier era against a really solid Utah team with a lot of veterans on it. Most of the SEC handled business this weekend. LSU was one of the teams that did not. Understandably so. It's Brian Kelly's first season there. What did you What did you see from LSU? Were you encouraged by it? Did you see a lot of talent on the roster? What did you think of LSU this weekend? Well, I can't really remember a time where I've heard more criticism about a coach after one game, honestly. I mean, uh, I think people are majorly overreacting and yeah, then we have just the absolute nothing burger of the Brian Kelly press conference afterwards that I think is just not a big deal. So, you know, it's, man, there's, it's a pressure cooker down there, and obviously they want results now. And I think the thing that people were frustrated about was there was still a lot of undisciplined play. But, you know, it takes time to change a culture. I've been a part of that before. It, it doesn't happen overnight. And as much as you'd love to do it as a coach where you just go in there and change the culture, uh, it's not something where you just snap your fingers. So uh, I, I think Brian Kelly's a really good football coach. Um, I think that uh, I think that they will get it turned around. There's just too much talent down there. It's it's such a relatively easy place to, to win and win big. I mean, uh, it's got to be the only place in the last 20 years that's had three different coaches win a national championship. And and by the way, I don't, two of them are just okay coaches, honestly, to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I think he will win. I, I think there was a major overreaction just to all the noise I'm hearing about Ryan Kelly. He's going to do a good job. Just give him some time. You know. Was it encouraging? I don't really know if it was encouraging. Uh, I think it's just the the first step of uh, trying to rip the bandaid off. He's going to have some great coaching points to those guys. It's one thing to say it in practice, but once they start seeing the games and, and seeing, hey, wow, if I do it this way, it's going to be embarrassing, there were a lot of things that they, they could clean up, and I'm sure Brian Kelly knows that. So I'm still bullish on him long term. Uh, I think it's going to be a rocky year. There's going to be some pain this year uh, because there's a lot of change going on down there, not just – not and and probably within the administration too. I mean, Brian Kelly's a guy that wants to control every aspect, and that's not really how they're used to doing things around there. So, um, you know, you you got a, a a northern guy coming into the south and sh- and shifting things up. Uh, it, it works really good when it's winning, but when it's not, there's going to be some noise. But again, he's good at tuning out the noise, and I, I think they'll be successful long term. And uh, I'm just not sure about short term. On the other side of the ball, I was really happy for Mike Norvell. That was going to be an absolutely brutal yes, loss if they found a way to blow that. Uh, but now Florida State fans are excited, and I'm excited for Mike Norvell and uh, and getting a big win over a, a nice name brand opponent. And it would have been one of those wins where, like, you know, the neutral observer could have, could point out that like 
Man, he got screwed by that review, right? He got screwed by the fact that they caught it out of bounds, reviewed it, was clearly in bounds, and they gave him 10 minutes to, you know, get the play call. But the fans would not have cared. Right. The fan, the fan, no. the fans would have said, "Get this guy out of town and get Dion in here tomorrow." No doubt, people forget those things. Like you forget, you know the, uh, you know, unless you're just a diehard, uh, you know, you forget that that the uh, the Saints got got hosed on one of the worst calls of all time in the NFC Championship game. Unless you're just a diehard fan, so yeah, you forget that stuff, and you just remember who won and lost the game. Hey, now Sean Payton's not there anymore, so you know it's uh, it's. Yeah, it, it definitely it, football can be a cruel sport sometimes because it does come down to small things like that. Uh, but I, I was happy for Mike Norvell the way it worked out. I'm I'm still a little surprised Brian Kelly didn't go for two. Honestly, uh, I thought that would have been uh, the smart move there with all the momentum. But you know, it uh, obviously is easy to say in hindsight. What about Ohio State, Barrett? Uh, did did anything you saw in that game against Notre Dame and it was an eyebrow raiser for at least some people in Vegas who thought that was going to be a a blowout? Did anything change how you think the Big Ten will play out this year? Like, are you leaning more Michigan now after Ohio State? You know, looks better in the second half, but still just a twenty one ten win. Or do you think Ohio State is a cut above the rest, maybe beneath an Alabama and Georgia? No, yeah, I think they're definitely a, a cut above the rest of the Big Ten right now, and um, you know we'll see what happens in the season. But I I don't see anyone really challenging them too seriously in the Big Ten. They're, they have so much talent on that roster. That offense, it looked a little a little uh, slow early. Yeah. Uh, they'll get things figured out. There's too much talent over there. I mean, there's a lot of adjustments. Jackson Smith and Jigba now is the primary guy. You know, there's been so many good receivers there. Teams are focusing more on that. Um, you know, I, I don't worry, though. There's just a lot of talent. I, I thought the defense actually played pretty well, which is something they haven't done quite yep. as much of lately. So yep. that's a positive. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm still – I think uh, I, I think there's if I if there's some things I could bet on it would be Bama Georgia in the SC championship game uh, Ohio State winning the Big Ten uh, those are some pretty secure ones for me right there and then Dietrich Pennington how close of tabs are you keeping on an ECS man like you a uh, 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 four four former star four star former prospect out of ECS who's now at Clemson I think Barrett he missed his first year played a few snaps then had a knee injury, missed the whole year. Like, how, how good, you know this kid pretty well, and how, how much of a chance has he got in terms of at Clemson and then possibly at the next level? Yeah, you know, I actually trained uh, with Dietrich a little bit and, and talked to him, and he really is such a great kid, and I was really excited for him when he uh, when he chose um, Clemson. I think it's a great spot. I know I know his uh, the O-line coach over there is a great guy, so I was excited for him. You know, we'll, we'll see how – Things pan out. He's definitely got all the physical tools and traits to be really, really good. Uh, so I, I really, uh, I'm rooting for him. You know, he's it's it's a it's one. There's a lot of guys that have the tools and traits. Sure. I, I, we'll see if he can take, take that step uh, mentally. And I don't even mean he's a really intelligent guy, but just the ability to grind week in and week out uh, to continue to prepare because he's he's got the ability to do it uh if he when he puts his mind to it so i'm I, he's a great kid i love love working with him and uh i really hope he has a lot of success over there barry man appreciate, appreciate your time you, as brother, always inside man thank you all right guys have a good one thanks you, sir. brother he is barry jones ecs product three-time national champ down there at alabama always appreciate him coming on kicking some game on alabama and the sec we'll come back jason and john 90 turn fm espn 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.